Father, we are here because of your love for us, because of your sacrifice, because of your Son coming to us. You gave your life to save us all. How can we respond but to worship you and lay our lives down before you? So, Lord, we come together this morning and we ask, Holy Spirit, that you will come and speak to each and every one of us. Lord, just come and reveal more of yourself to us as we worship you together. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If you are visiting us, we want to welcome you. Um, our toilets are there to my right, your left, and there's some um, toddler rooms, um, one, two three and a breastfeeding feeding room four if you need them um i, I want to share um on christmas <laughs> it is why we are here today uh, and the reason why we are here is because the savior was born i want us to read together in matthew uh, chapter one as we have an opportunity to reflect on what we are celebrating today. Matthew chapter 1 from verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed, betrothed to Joseph, before they came, became together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. And so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is related God with us. God with us. Today we are celebrating Jesus birth coming into the world and and it, it is so interesting if one think about it for a moment how we would have imagined what it would be like if God comes to us if God would manifest himself if God would be incarnated to become one of us and live amongst us how would that be like because that is what we're celebrating the day that he actually did the incarnation God becoming flesh God coming to us, Emmanuel, God with us. God humbled himself to become one of us, not because God had need of fellowship, but because we had need of saving. He came to us because we needed a savior. We all need to be saved from our sins. That is why Jesus was born to save us. 
to pay the price for our sins that we couldn't pay ourselves, to make a way for us to be with God forever. That is the real reason he came. But just how did he come to us? How, how was he born? What are the events that took place around his birth and in which circumstances did he manifest himself to us? And what does it mean? How he entered the world was so different to how we all expected it would be. We know the account so well and after so many years of celebrating it, I cannot but every time reflect on the circumstances and the way God entered this world. And I cannot help but asking myself why. Why did God enter the world in the way which he did? Because nothing of his birth was random. Everything was foretold. And it happened exactly as planned. God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, coming into the world that he created, born in a stable, not in a home. Because there was no place for his parents in Bethlehem. He was not born in power or in fame or in glory, not in wealth or riches, but born in in poverty, dependent on charity. Somebody had mercy on his parents because there was no space for them. So he offered a stable. This is the King of Kings. This is God Almighty. This is the creator of the universe. Born in a stable, being laid down in a feeding bucket. Why enter the world this way? When he could have been born in royalty and in wealth, he could have entered in comfort and dignity. At least a room and some toys ready, a middle class birth. Why destitute in a dirty stable laying down in a feeding bucket? And this is, I believe, the reason why. Because his kingdom is unlike the kingdom of this world. And he came to overcome this world and its values with another kingdom and a different set of values that is so different to ours. He came in humility, not in power and might, even though he possessed more power than the universe can contain. He chose to be born in poverty destitute, born in a stable. And then he had to flee for his life. As King Herod killed thousands in an attempt to destroy him. We read in Matthew chapter 2 from verse 13. Now when they departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take your young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother and by night departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, out of Egypt I will call my son. Nothing was random here. When Herod 
saw that he was deceived by the wise men, he was exceedingly angry, and he set forth to put to death all male children who were born in Bethlehem and all its districts, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. God became flesh, born in poverty, and was a refugee for the first years of his life, a foreigner in exile. In Egypt. The birth of Christ was no random event. Nor the circumstances around it. Born of a virgin. In Bethlehem. In poverty and desperation. Fleeing as an exile in a foreign country. There was no luxury or comfort for the first years of his life. Not the way I would have expected the creator of the universe entering this world. Coming to his own. Why is this? What is the significance about it? I believe it's because his kingdom is unlike the kingdom of this world and he came to overcome this world in his value with a different kingdom and a different set of values. I have to think by myself, how often do we forget those who are born in poverty, think less of them, who come from a simple background, despise those who flee their countries and take refuge in ours, illegal immigrants. And yet, that is the way God entered our world. From a different kingdom, from a different set of values. It reminds me of Jesus' words in Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And He will set the sheep on His right hand and the goats on His left. And then the King will say to those on His right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison. And you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you a drink? When, when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and came to you? Then the king answered and said to them, Surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. God is so different to the world that we live in. Its values, what, what we measure, what we celebrate, and what we value. God came to overcome this world with a different kingdom and a different set of values. I mean, when, 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 when heaven declared the coming of the Savior, a Savior was born. When, when the angel came by night, imagine 
being there, we know the account so well. When heaven opened and, and worshipped God and declared to humanity the greatest day in history that the Savior was born, it was not revealed to the religious, the wise, the wealthy, the influential. But it was the shepherds. The least in society. Our modern day car gods. It is to the car gods God revealed himself. Imagine the honor of seeing an angel appear to you with the good news and then heaven open up and the heavenly hosts glorifying God. I'd love to be one of those. I had the privilege to be the first to hear of the birth of the son. But it was the car gods. We read in Luke. Now they were... In the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Christ, the Lord. And this will be the sign. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Imagine seeing that. Imagine the privilege to be the first ones to whom the angel appears, to be the first one to find Christ in the manger, to be the first one to worship him, to be the first ones to proclaim the good news. The car gods, the shepherds. Verse 15, and so it was, when the angel had gone away, from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see the things that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen them, they made widely know the sayings which was told them concerning this child. And all who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. You see, God's values are different to this world's. And so is his kingdom. And then we see Jesus lived a simple life. Not in royalty or riches or comfort. Because he did not come to meet our expectations. He came to save our souls. He came to save us from our sins. He did not come to meet our expectations. He did not come to deliver us from the Roman Empire to give us political freedom. He did not restore the kingdom to Israel, our national pride. And he did not give us riches, earthly wealth. Because he came to save us from our sins. And give us entrance to an eternal kingdom, which is so different to this world. <laughs> came to give us eternal life with God. He died in humility and shame to pay the price for our sins. He had no possessions in his name. 
except the garment that he wore. And even that was taken from him without resistance. Because the kingdom of God's values are different to those of this world. And that's not why he came. He came to give us something greater. Because there is nothing in this world that has any value in this kingdom. Therefore he left with nothing. And he took nothing with him. He didn't gain anything. Labored for anything that this world had to offer. Because he came to give us something of far greater value that this world cannot give us. Eternity with God, assurance of salvation, redemption. He gave us something far more than what this world or this life can offer. And this is his offer. The salvation of our souls and eternal life with God. An inheritance that does not decay or fade or can be taken from us. You see, the gifts of this world are glamorous and promises much, pleasing to the eye and the lust of the flesh. So much it offers. And yet God comes in humility and offers us something different. In a different package, in humility and for some foolishness. Yet inside, far more than what the world can ever offer us. Is there any children here? Here we go. Great. Who of you would like to have a gift? That boy there. Yes, that's you. No, no? You. Yes. How many brothers do you have? You have one. If you have to choose, come forward, come forward. What is your name? Sorry? Ryder. Ryder. If you have to choose between this gift or all these, which ones would you take? Yeah. <laughs> Ever boy. <laughs> what if I told you that what is in here is far more valuable than anything in that? What have I promised you that this is far more valuable than anything in there? What you won't take this one. <laughs> Clever boy. <laughs> Why would you choose this one? Probably because I told you so. Why would you trust me? Because <laughs> you have a heart? Mm -hmm. I tell you what, you can have this. But with it comes a set of values. And one of these values is that whatever is in this box, you have to share with your brother. Is that okay? But if you take these, you don't have to share it at all. <laughs> but if you take this one, which is of greater value, you must share it with your brother. Which ones will you take? Still this one. Okay. Have a look inside. But 
half of it is your brothers. Deal. No, 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 no. Open, open. I need the box, so you must take the contents because I have another sermon. Because <laughs> I've got to use the box again, but you can take everything inside. You're glad you picked that one, eh? They must take everything out. Okay. You don't have enough hands. I told you it's more valuable. Is it everything? You sure? Now, 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 Ryder, remember, half is your brother's. Okay. Ryder, do you want to know what was in the other one? Ryder? <laughs> I know you're very excited. It doesn't really matter anymore, does it? You proved the point. <laughs> the point is, let us not be fooled by what the world values and what it says is valuable. Let us not be offended by the humble packaging God presents before us. Because in this, there is far more than what the world can ever give you. And so today when we celebrate Christmas, let us not just celebrate the gift or the birth of a child, of a savior, but let's celebrate the gift that he came to give us. Because that gift is the reason he came. That gift is salvation by grace through faith. An inheritance. A right to be called children of God. An entrance into the kingdom of God. And an inheritance that is far greater than what this world can ever give. That will last for eternity. And give you great joy. That is why we celebrate Christmas, not the birth of a savior, but the gift and the values that he brought to us. And for those who follow, accept the gift and follow the ways of God will be greatly rewarded for eternity. This world's ways are so different. And yet if you follow God's ways, it leads to great joy. Even the great men and rulers of this world had to admit that Christ's way, as humble and different as it is, is far greater than what the world can offer. Last week I heard a quote from Napoleon towards the end of his life, the great conqueror of Europe. He said the following, he said, Alexander, Caesar, and Charlemagne, and myself founded empires. But on what did we rest the creation of our genius? Upon sheer force. The way of the world. Jesus Christ alone founded his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men will die for him. In this, in every other existence but that of Christ, how many imperfections even the world has to admit that even though God's ways are so different it is perfect God's values and his ways are different to this world and those who follow its ways will be rewarded greatly at their revival 
arrival at his kingdom. So let us today celebrate not just the birth, but the gift and what it represents and what it leads us to. The way we honor God for this gift, the way we respond based to what he has given us through his sacrifice is when we accept the gift and follow his ways. When we do not conform to the ways of this world but commit ourselves to follow him and live according to his ways. The greatest gift in history, the saving of our souls from our sins and the offering of eternal life with God. So today I want to give us all an opportunity to reflect as we are here together, to reflect on what this day represents, but more than that, the gift that was given and the invitation to choose between the world and the kingdom of God and to follow Christ as he leads us into eternity, to be with God forever. And also to thank him, the greatest mystery it's not why he entered the world the way he did, but why he saved someone like me. Someone like you. Let's take a moment. And close our eyes and just reflect on this message today. What stood out for you? Just respond to the Lord in your own words, in your own heart, just where you're seated. I'm going to give you some time. But just respond to God. Reflect on who he is and how he came into this world, how he lived his life and what he did for us, what he did for you on the cross when he gave his life to save you. Let's reflect on how we should respond to this great gift and invitation for whosoever should choose to believe, accept and follow him. Let's do that for a moment. Just speak to the Lord in your own words. Father, I want to thank you for saving me. For sending your son to set me free. To save me from my sins. And draw me close to you. For redeeming me, Lord. For setting me free. For giving me an inheritance, a purpose, belonging, identity, and all the things that comes with it. Lord, I thank you, God, for saving us. Lord, I pray that we will not be distracted by this world. Lord, but teach us your way. Show us more of yourself. Holy Spirit, come and empower us to live the way you desire us to. That through it we may bring honor to you in this world. That are so desperate for truth, for love, for peace. Which can only truly be found in you. So Lord we 
bring ourselves to you this morning as we celebrate the day you came to save us. We want to respond to you. We want to thank you for what you've done for us. And if you're here this morning while all the eyes are closed, if you want to respond to God for the very first time, if you want to respond to this gift at great expense and at great cost to save your soul and to be assured of your salvation, of your inheritance, I want to give you an opportunity while all the eyes are closed just to respond to Him by raising your hand and say, God, I want to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to embrace this gift that you have given and be assured of my salvation. If that is you this morning, I just want you to respond to the Lord by just raising your hand, just between you and the Lord. Nobody's looking. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. There's another hand going up. There's another hand. All over these hands going up. And this is the purpose of Christ coming. This is how we say thank you. Say, yes, God, I will accept your gift. I will embrace Christ. Please forgive me. Save me of my sins. And redeem my soul. And Lord, I thank you for all these hands that are responding. The young and the old. Lord, I thank you as they respond to you. Lord, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will come and reveal yourself to them. Lord, as they accept you, that you will forgive their sins, that you will make them new, and that you will seal them with your Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray even right now that you will just come into every heart, every life that responds to you, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come and make them new, Lord. Make them see, make them understand how much you love them, and that they belong to you, Lord, and they do not need to be afraid anymore. And Lord, I pray that you will teach them your ways, teach them your kingdom, and show them the hope of their calling, the riches of their inheritance, and the exceeding greatness of your power that is at work in them. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. Lord, I just pray that you will seal them right now. And Lord, I pray that from this day on that we will all continue to follow you, to embrace your values, and live it to the full that you may be glorified through us in this world. We all ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for coming. For those who have responded with love to pray with you. And so I'm going to be here for a while afterwards. But for all of us, let us go and embrace God's values from this day afresh and new. And let us go and love each other. Because that's the greatest value He's given us. So as you go back to your homes, go love your family. Go love your friends. And do not forget the poor. And love them also. Bless them. It's the values of the kingdom. And you know what's the most important thing and the greatest that you will discover? That as you do these things, you will discover more of God. He will reveal himself more and more to you. And it will become the most precious thing you own. The knowledge, the relationship, the fellowship with him. May God bless you. Thank you for coming. There's some coffee and refreshments outside. If you're in need of prayer, you responded to this altar called Love to Pray with you or any other prayer. I'm going to be here. Our next service is starting shortly. But may God bless you. Um, and enjoy your holiday.